0: Hey guys, today I chat with Chef Bakera, owner of Indulgent Occasions for over two decades. We've been working together for over a decade. I photographed all her three kids' birthdays and now they're grown. She has the most amazing energy and she treats every client like family. We talk about how to remain a client's top pick as a chef through life's milestone celebrations. Enjoy. Time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo woo, and most importantly, self love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. How are you doing, by the way? Great, I'm really good.
1: Feeling good, ready to like, you know, um, go into this week. A Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, I was booked with events, and it was just like um, kind of, and that's why I picked the topic. It's like my 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 clients both tipped me very generously. It was just like when you provide top notch service, like it exuberates in everything that you do. Your clients can feel that you're going above and beyond, you know. They know that like I'm passionate about it. They say that like you are what you attract, you know, and. You know, when someone can't like kind of get on your wavelength and you kind of like they kind of get buffered out, you know, if someone's not like on a, you know, kind of like like high end kind of um, like uh, natural like um, family kind of status. Those are that's like your clientele. They're kind of like a reflection of you. You know, they like nice things. They like nice pictures. So. Like that's I I think it's kind of kind of gets I see the same kind of um, uh, um,
0: similarities in my business as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You are what you attract. I love that. Everyone, this is Chef Vakara and we know each other for over a decade and she runs a catering company with her sister, Rakara. And yeah, so I'm not going to tell the bio about you, but I wanted to for you to tell the bio in your own words. So um, I'm Chef Akira. You can call me Chef V for short. It's a
1: little bit yes. easier. Um, I've been in. Um, I've been a chef for almost 20 years now, and I've worked in many um, capacities. I've worked um, in two boutique hotels. Um, I've had a partnership in a restaurant. I've worked as a private chef. I've taught both professional and recreational cooking courses, um, recreational for nonprofit organizations, specifically geared towards children, like um, Boys and Girls Cubs, Peace for Kids. I've worked with autistic children and also developmentally disabled. So that's like where um, that's what I really enjoy is I love um, working, I love working with children. So I'm glad my job has allowed me to do that. I have three children um, of my own. They're now 10, um, eight, and six years old. So after I had my children, I wasn't I'm not able to do as much um, uh, giving back and um, you know don- donating my time as I'd like to because if I'm working with other children, someone has to take care of my kids. So sometimes it just doesn't make sense, but I do try to do as much of that as possible. And lastly, um, under the chef umbrella, I provide um, catering services. So I cater events, uh, any type of event, wedding, birthday parties, um, dinner party for two, um, you know, dinner party for fifteen hundred people. So, you know, I feel feel that I'm really well versed, and I have a huge arsenal um, of skills that I bring to any event or occasion that I do.
0: First of all, you're you're. Kids are gorgeous. Thank you. I love photographing them. They're so beautiful. Um, And secondly, where? How did you get started with cooking? Was it always something that you did since you were little? So I've always enjoyed cooking.
1: when I was little, I, I can remember as far back as like probably five years old. And I would help my grandmother, my mother's mom. She was a preschool t- teacher and, you know, she worked a full-time job, but she also would always prepare like all the meals in the house. There was no eating out like back in the eighties, you ate at home, you know? So yeah. I can remember a <laughs> cake like probably every Sunday. And um, I remember in the kitchen stirring with her, she's one of those grandmothers that allowed me I'll say us, me and my twin sister, because, you know, my sister was right there with me a lot of the time. So if you hear me reference um, plural, like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm talking about my sister, but anyhow, she would let us like stir in the kitchen, lick the beaters, you know, um, just really just explore. And so I think that's where the the love for food and, and the passion came from cooking. And then I also had a very colorful um, upbringing. My grandmother um, was half Irish, so we had anywhere from Irish cuisine, Chinese, Latin American food. So I had a lot of exposure I never grew up thinking that I would become a chef. You know, Um, I wanted to be a journalist, broadcaster. In my early 20s, I loved um, having friends over and making like hors d'oeuvres for them and cocktails. I was looking through a, a food magazine, like a gourmet magazine, or I can't remember what it was. And in the back of the magazine, there's advertisements. So, um, there was an advertisement for culinary school and I showed my sister cause she's like my confidant. She kind of like yeah, there, I'm like, look, there's like an advertisement for Cordon blue. It's local. It's in Pasadena. She's like, you should call. So I literally pick up my cell phone at the moment call. And then the person who answered the phone, his name was Tim. I'll never forget. Hi, this is uh, Tim with Cordon blue. I said, Oh, I'm the care. I'm interested in your program. We didn't talk, we talked for maybe two minutes. He's like, Oh, come on down. See, that's a great sales tactic. You know, getting the person to just yeah. come and learn oh, that. That's in. a
0: good one. This, this podcast is about sales. So
1: <laughs> So two days later, I went in for a tour. Two weeks later, I started culinary school and never turned back. It's like a two-year program, graduated with an AA degree. Um and it was just amazing. At the time, I was working in real estate, doing really well. I was doing so well that I thought, oh, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 25. But see the, the young mentality? I had saved up enough money to put myself through culinary school because I learned very early on that you'd hardly make any money in this field unless you're a business owner, the executive chef at an establishment, but beyond or working privately, those three things. So upon graduating from culinary school, I got my first, uh, I got an internship and the internship turned into a position um, as a pastry cook. So I was very fortunate to have my first position be a five-star, five-diamond hotel, the Raffles Lar- oh, yeah. in Beverly Hills, and then they ended uh-huh. up hiring me. And so then, um, yeah, I, I loved what I, do, I did. It was a small boutique hotel, very um, intricate um, desserts and pastries. We worked with the finest chocolate. Um, we made ice cream, you name it. But I wasn't making enough money. So the entrepreneur in me thought, hmm, I'm going to make some business cards. And on my business card, I'm going to put private chef and caterer because that's what I inspired to be. And I did that. And that's how I got my start. So how did your sister get involved? So, um, you know, uh, out of culinary school, I was working at the boutique hotel. And then I thought, where can I go from here? There was advertisements, I remember at culinary school with like Wolfgang Puck catering, Patina catering. Those are really hot. Those are really popular caterers at the time. And they had on call jobs. So I just called up and did an on call couple, a few on call jobs. I think I did a handful, like maybe no more than 10. And when I saw and um, when I went there and I saw what they did, you know, there was like, uh, I think they, the they Wolfgang Puck did the Golden Globes every year. So I would go and there would be like, let's say, 50-person um, kitchen staff. And then they would bring in all the servers with the jackets. And it was just like working like a machine. I was instantly yeah. sold. I was instantly inspired. So I had no equipment, really no experience. But I every time I was done with one of those on-call events, I would take my notebook out and jot down notes. This is wow. what I I need a rolling rack. I need ovens because they totally built out kitchens. So what do you need to, to 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 facilitate that? A rental company. So then I would look at the, the rental company. Oh, it's um, so-and-so party rentals. Jot that down. I would see a produce box, West Central Produce, jot that down. So now I've got the rental company. I've got the produce company, um, uh, you know, a, a slew of other vendors. It's like just kind of um, picking up game. Wow. And, you know, there's a quote that I remember there was a, a chef that I work with. I was a sous chef um, at another, a secondary hotel. And, um, you know, I managed a kitchen staff and he told me something and he I didn't, we didn't really get along. He was like a jerk. He was an alcoholic because you know, a lot <laughs> of ultra, these, these issues or whatnot. And that was his yeah. issue. He would get in my face and yell at me. And I'm one of those people like you can just talk to me. He walked me around the kitchen. He says, you need to walk through here with your eyes and your ears open. So just maintaining the staff, making sure they're clocked in, they're on the line. That's not good enough. You need to walk through the kitchen and look for like any rat droppings or any mold buildup or any hazards like glass or whatnot. So walking through life with your eyes and ears open, even when certain things don't pertain to you, because you can learn from many different experiences. So that was my takeaway. So although sometimes um, relationships are not um, ideal, I believe that um, people have things to offer and you have to walk through life with your eyes and ears open and be a sponge and take the good and also take the bad. And then you have to figure out how you're going to apply that into your own life and you being the best, you being the best professional that you can be.
0: You're amazing. I think the first time I worked with you was for like one of your friends, baby showers, but everything was just perfectly made and you guys look so professional and you guys look like you're so passionate about it. And I could just, you know, feel that passion oozing out of you. And just like you speaking to me, I just feel crazy excitement. And you've been doing it for what over twelve years? I think almost uh, I think like maybe nineteen. Oh Oh my god. So what? Yeah. Who is your client? What would you say like your woo factor is? I call it my woo factor. Like what makes you special? What makes me
1: special and what sets me aside from the next yeah.
0: person? Yeah, um, yeah you probably know like so easily. But how about when you first started? Like was there something like a aha moment? Which is it? Just customer aha. service or your presentation? Um, now you you know you do so many like celebrities and you got it going on after all these years. But maybe like more in the beginning.
1: You know, the aha moment is um, I bring to an event with with any any situation I'm in, the happiness, the confidence, the Mm -hmm. energy. Mm, and so yeah, in the event, if my client is not giving me a hug and a kiss and saying, that's one of the best meals I've ever had, or if not the best meal I've ever had, or you're just amazing, those type of compliments, then I feel like I haven't done my job. It's like my clients become my friends and my family. You know, there, I think there's maybe been one or two situations where um, a client has given me feedback, but I have to take it in the positive um, way that it's meant because, you know, we're, we're, we're not perfect. We do the best that I can, but you can take that and just get better and to work out the kinks and work out the, you know, the, the, the small areas that need, um, you know, an adjustment. But um, for me, the, the, the aha moment or the wow moment is when I get that feedback directly from the client, oh especially a small business owner, when they compare you to other caterers that or chefs that, you know, they've worked with. So yes. And coming from an, a client who's even older than me, and I know they have had experience with travel and, you know, having people come into their home and, you know, business execs, people who've really just seen some really nice things. That's the, and then another awesome moment is when you get that big fat check, but we know that, you know, leading up to the day, there's lots of you know, preparation and Mm -hmm. consulting. So like now, if you ask me what my title is, although I talked about, you know, doing all these things under the chef umbrella, I call myself a chef consultant because I have to consult with people before I can even go out. I've got to sell them. I've got to sell them the dream before they buy it. No, Wow.
0: Yeah. So So, what is the dream?
1: So the dream is me, um, me, uh, Making their vision for their event come to fruition. My sister, by my, my my um, at the other side of our our company, she's the event producer for our company, and how okay. she, my sister. Kira came into play is that a lot of times clients would have events and then they will want all this decorum and all these different things and you know me being back at the house I cannot facilitate the front and the back so I said Kara. Well, do you think that you you could be the event coordinator on this and handle the rentals and all the logistics and it was just the perfect position for her um, I know that I okay, sound so you guys do full service both services, but we don't always work, um, together. So a client may sometimes only need coordination. They may not need, um, food services because they're, um, having their event at a hotel and they don't allow an outside vendor to provide food services, or, you know, they may want to do like, um, hot dog on a stick truck or something of that sort. If it's not as upscale for the food, you know, they want maybe more fun things or a a food truck. So, you know, a a lot of times we don't work together and many times we do. And so I was talking about that, although I seem very vocal and comfortable in my um, arena, um, you know, the, the interactions with the client, she usually takes the lead and I step aside and she says, let me go talk to the client. For instance, if some clients are difficult, typically like maybe, um, in a more corporate setting or like, um, production, sometimes there's problems with payment payments are slow. She says, let Uh me handle it. she has got the, Yeah. this right and gets it you know gets things moving you know why don't we have a check it you you said the wrong things let me talk to them and she gets yeah. it done so it's it's a great it's a great ballad she's she's the boss
0: yeah she's yeah, the boss a, you guys make a great team what what is yeah. like the favorite favorite events that you like to um work at and what was one of your favorite events that you've ever catered for
1: So I think like my favorite events are the um, more intimate events like with families, especially families that have children. I love being um, uh, uh, staying relevant. How do I remain a client's um, top pick as a chef through like life's milestone events, such as a birthday party, an engagement party, a wedding anniversary and retirement and then you know, in some situations, um, even like memorials and repasses, mm-hmm. um, I want to be the person that people call throughout um, these these uh, events that that are occurring in their in their family. So, like a birthday party or an engagement it's just so beautiful. Like I've, sometimes I've almost got like a, t- I'm, I'm happy to yeah. remain professional and keeping on that. And I'm truly, really happy. And, you know, the way that I'm presenting food and preparing food is with great integrity and passion and gracefulness. And I'm preparing it. Like I would make it for like my own family, my own grandmother, my own children. And the client can feel that, you know, and then, you know, when I'm leaving in the evening, I try to leave, um, Not leave, not turning, not missing, turning over any stone, or cleaning up, or making sure things are left the way that I found them, and in most cases, even better than, so that the client doesn't have to go. Oh, now there's a cleanup after the catering company has left. No, we we've covered it all. You know, at your service. Um, Or sometimes when they're shying around, well, this needs to be done. I can do it. A can-do attitude. Take your emotions out. Don't give a hundred percent effort. Give a hundred and fifty percent effort. It not only wows the client, um, it, it makes you feel good on the inside. And I wanna do it a does. job that makes really does. You feel good.
0: Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I like to feel good. And, you know, I think that's why me and you have stayed in business for so long. But I give in like brides my shoes and you know, like I have fixed their eyelashes and you oh. know, I held their hand when they're crying. And I'm sure you oh done a lot of different things in the past 20 20 years, Um, but we're going to get to our hot topic, which I'm sure you touched upon a ton already, but the top (laughs) top topic today um, is pretty much how to be the top chef in all of these milestones throughout their lives. Shout out to our sponsors. Photo Booth Supply Co. helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in a digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for an experience, and what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses, increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Sasso booth. Increase revenue $600 to $800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more and work less. If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a Sasa booth today. We're going to talk about what is your work ethic. Oh, okay.
1: What type of standard are you providing? Is it gold, bronze, or silver?
0: We'll just kind of
1: categorize it like that. And then what are you doing to stay relevant and innovative? So I think that I've kind of rambled on and talked about this briefly, um, but, um, yeah, so let's start off with your work, your work ethic, ethic. Um, yeah. How do you love prepare it. both personally and professionally? How are you starting your day? You know, you know, these days, um, yoga, meditation, those are, you know, very important. So maybe starting your day off with the mantra, like saying, like, um, if you're a procrastinator, for instance, I don't procrastinate you know, maybe saying I am honest and trustworthy. So you get those good vibes going. And then yes. from there, you got to have routines. So your routine may be, if you're working from home, as I do very often, like um, making your bed, opening up the blinds, lighting your candle, getting your coffee going, getting dressed so that you're ready for the day. And any curveball that's going to be thrown at you. Um, I'm a mom of three. And like, if my kids aren't in school, especially like during COVID, they're at home zooming, that's an extra curveball that's thrown my way because now I've got to, you know, balance my own emotions and there's two. So anything could happen in a given day. So that's part of the per- the personal part. Now, professionally, you know, make sure that you have like a day planner, you're setting um, alerts on your phone or whatever. If you're a pen and paper type person, mm-hmm. what's going to be the best thing for you and follow that every day. You have to have routine so that things flow. There's been times yeah. where I feel that I'm on it, and um, but I've I've forgotten things, you know, like on the 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 personal side because I didn't write it down. I thought, oh, I'm going to retain it in my head, but it just didn't happen. Or like Not a due date, kid, yeah. <laughs> or a due date, and then you know, time is money. You don't want to like be. Um, unnecessarily having to like you forget to order that um Belgium chocolate and now you've got to pay overnight fees because mm. it was a ahead.
0: So there's
1: a lot of moving parts that have to be taken um into consideration. And then professionally wise, maybe write your your list your to-do list and A, B, and C, a level of importance and actually checking those things off your list. I know there's been times where I've said, oh, there's like um uh a thank you card that i need to send out to a client you know um and then it goes from one week to two weeks to three weeks now it's four weeks and it's not that this thing is so hard but there's something in my mind that's not allowing me to do that next step and getting it done but yeah i get it done and then i'm just honest hey this has been on my to-do list but i'm just getting it done but it's coming in the same positive energetic spirit that it's meant And then the person can only receive it. We're all human. Sometimes we, you know, fall short, but I deal with procrastination, you know, myself, you know, but, um, creating, um, spaces, both, uh, personally and professionally that are conducive to you being the best person that you can be. What time do you wake up? So, I like to wake up like five. I like to wake up before my kids and I like having at least an hour to kind of just get my mind together, enjoy my iced coffee because that's my drink of choice Mm -hmm. and to just move around and do the things that I mentioned, like opening the blinds. It It makes me feel alive, making my bed you know, but sometimes I'll lay there and, you know, I'll procrastinate and then it's like, get up and then it's a rush. And then I have to rush through the, the little um, joyful, like nuances or that, that dance that I do in the morning. And I don't like that feeling. And then that kind of then um, gets imposed on my children because I'm rushing them, you know, because now I'm rushed. So that's something that I'm working on is just being better with time management, because it feels good not to have to rush and to be on top and in control
0: of things. Have you read that that book, uh, Miracle Mornings by Hal Edward? I'm writing it down right now as we speak. No, Miracle Mornings. That sounds like- Well, you probably could write write the book, but um, it's just about the same thing that you just said, but you- Came up with it yourself,
1: <laughs> yeah. But see, for me, it's like I think I have the tools and I have all the ideas in my mind, but it's just the routine and actually doing it. So I need to get better at that. You know, I used to like be um, like going to sleep like at one o'clock, two o'clock. You can't get up at five. You can't get up six and function. Yeah. Uh like shutting down at a timely manner. I used to always also pull all-nighters, like get on the computer and be working like through the night. I cannot do that anymore. I think it's age. I think like maybe when you- It's not healthy. It's not healthy. I could do it in my 20s, but I cannot do it now. My mind- a lot fresher and works better in the morning. So you have to be able to decipher, are you morning person or are you night person? And a lot of times people say, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person, but more than likely you are because you're fresher, you're clearer. It's before the day starts and you start getting phone calls and, you know, people attacking you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have
0: a question before you, before we get into us step number Top two. two? Um, sure. Yeah. So how many events do you do per year and how, when do you say no to clients? Um, and when do you know that, do you have an understanding of when you're going to be overwhelmed and you know how to not overbook yourself? Absolutely. So,
1: you know, this has been a, a, a very different last two years. Um, so like events wise, Hmm. I can maybe say this year I've maybe like average, maybe um maybe like um 10 events and we're like well into August and it was a combination of like dinner parties, smaller dinner parties like 10 and under and then like I did a bridal shower this past Saturday for 30 people but um you know the year 2020 was so good to me. I made more money in 2020 than I had in the last 10 years, even going through COVID. I did. So I worked primarily with two clients. One was a Monday through Friday, private chefing. And then I had another client that did dinner parties anywhere from two to three days per week. So I was working like sometimes seven days a week or like working two doubles um, during the week. And then the dinner parties were like, um, you know, six Six to eight people or under to anywhere oh from God. two to, six to eight um, guests, and I mean, I ranked it in, and it was like you know, my kids were home, and my brother stepped up, and he was like the Manny for a year. Uh-huh. And I, was, <laughs> I was very fortunate to be working, but you know, it was tough. But you have to make sacrifices. So, on average, like you know, in a regular non-COVID year. I'd say I do about um, 30 events per year. And then in addition to providing private chefing services. So I work with athletes and I'm pretty busy during like um, uh, off season during football. So March through July Uh is my busy season with that. And then of course the holidays come up. I'm always booked Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So and it's usually repeat really clientele and my clients are um, flexible and they'll say, well, just make just send me a menu. And so with that, I try to um, implement the same menu that I'm preparing for one family on the other two. And then I'll usually put maximum of three families for any um, uh, holiday date. Cause I don't want to overwhelm myself and I still want to keep with like the integrity of the food and being able to make um, substitutions because, you know, one client may like breast meat only when it comes to their roasted mm-hmm, turkey mm-hmm. and another client wants the whole turkey. So yeah, so yeah you'll
0: have, you have help with the cooking, right? I do. So I have on-call staff and, um, you
1: know, on-call staff can be servers, bartenders, um, kitchen assistants, um, prep cooks. So I'll employ prep cooks um, for deliveries. Um, but like for main events, then we'll do a full staff of a captain, bartender, server, and um, uh, my sister has the event coordinator and whatnot. So it all depends on what the need is, what the budget is. And then there's a certain type of clientele, like, you know, obviously everyone can uh, afford the service that I provide. So before I used to go out on walkthroughs and then the event wouldn't even happen. So now when I, a client, Calls me, I'll give them the breakdown from the beginning. Our menu uh-huh. me start at this price. Yes. And it's not throwing out a figure, but there's got to be some parameter. And I often don't even ramble it off on the phone. I can put it together like I'm not really a text person. I'm going to pick up the phone, leave an email, you know, um, uh-huh. but. Sometimes I'll just put it in a quick text. Thank you for your inquiry. We have your date of X, Y, Z available. Our menus start at this price. Serving staff start at this price with a um, 20% gratuity guarantee and so forth and for on. Someone may look at that and go, oh, this is well out of my ballpark, you know, or- Uh They may hit me up with, "Oh, we're having a um a, a bridal a, a bachelor party, a bachelorette party, and we our budget is thirty dollars per person." I'm sorry, but I don't have any menus yeah. that are thirty dollars per person. Uh-huh, However, uh-huh. if someone else called me and they said, "You know, there's an event with kids and it's to raise funds for something," I might just go, I I'll do something. <laughs> and I remember um, a, a colleague of mine told me to, to never discount, um, never to provide discounts for your services because you lessen the value. And also like, um, you know, people who are um, booking those lesser services refer other people like them. So that in perspective, sometimes you just have to say no. So if I have a client and we've consulted, we've done a couple of hours, a couple of revisions of going back and forth with your menu. And now they say, Oh, yeah, we'd like for you to come out and take a look at the space. Oh, that would be great. But before that, we need to go in and secure services. Why would I come out to an event that's Thirty minutes away to look at your kitchen for you. Then to say, you know, we decide to go with another caterer. No, I'm sorry, we need to yeah. secure the services with a deposit. And then I come out. This is talking. This is where I go back to talking about coming out with this huge energy, this uh-huh, happiness. Uh-huh. We've wow. already secured the bag. We've secured the bag. So yeah. me out and even donating an hour of a walkthrough is fine because you've booked services. We actually have an event. If you haven't secured services with a deposit, we don't have an event. So like in in my early years, I kind of um, wasted a lot of time with going back with people who whose intentions were never to really move forward with looking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where are we going here? What are we doing? What is your budget? They don't know what the budget is. And then there's clients who don't have a budget. The sky
0: is the limit. I like working with those of clients. So. No, Oh, my gosh. You're teaching me so, so much right now. Well, get into what's your step number
1: two. Okay. Step number two is the type, um, what type of standard or service are you providing? So I think we kind of just briefly, um, touched on that on the tail of that last, um, that last, um, comment that I made. So you have someone who calls and says, I'm having, I like, Oh, I just want finger food, finger food. That verbiage sounds like lower budget. So I say, oh, I don't do finger food, but I do provide um, hors d'oeuvres or um, appetizers. And I think when people think of those terms, they think of food that's going to be smaller. So it's going to be cheaper. And then I have to explain that like nothing that my company provides is um, frozen Mm -hmm. or or Mm -hmm. prepped. So it actually is more expensive for me to provide. Or d'oeuvres or appetizers than it is for me to make you a pan of lasagna or a mm, pan of uh-huh. um, chicken bring yawn, you know, because it's intricate. I'm rolling the egg rolls, I'm yes. shaping the meatballs, I'm making the crab cakes. So, you know, when someone goes, you know, so it's you're you kind of like the years of experience, you could kind of go, okay, not to put people in a category, but you've got to like kind of rank them in some way and then know how to adjust. And then also like, I'm not providing um, uh, bronze service. I'm providing gold plus. So then I have to charge accordingly and I have to um, have that, um, that con- have the consultation, have that, um, that 24 hour getting back to a client, you uh-huh. know, not waiting three days. Oh, Hey, by the way, what's your event date again? Not taking notes and not retaining information. Well, so you have to, um, you know, if you say that if this is what you're charging and you're providing gold plus um, service, you've got to be able to back it up, and the client has got to feel that. Yeah, wow,
0: that's so that's crazy. my standard,
1: your standard. So, you know, you you can you can look at someone's work and kind of um, determine where they fit in.
0: Most of your clients come from word of mouth. Um, you don't advertise yeah. on social media too much, right?
1: You no. Know, and so I am on social media, Chef Bikira at um on Instagram. But, um, you know, when I'm working in people's homes, I feel like that's very private and intimate. So me going around with the camera, not appropriate. You know, now, if I can snap a few pictures here and there, then that's fine. But, you know, being, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave that for everyone else. I'm not going to say, can I get a picture? It's just, you know, everyone else is doing it it's not an appropriate thing to do. So I just try to have, um, respect people's, um, privacy and Uh really be present in the moment. I'm really enjoying myself and all that takes away. So for me, you know, personally, but I do some really great um, things and sometimes like, oh, I like to share, but I really don't care to share, you know, and the things that, um, I, I, I enjoy the most are like, um, moments with my children, moments in work, but I give people the little bits and pieces. It doesn't have to be a daily thing. And most of the time I, it's not yeah. Insta because I don't yeah. have to do Insta. That's why you know? can
0: preserve your, your energy too. You don't yes. have to be thinking of, you know, posting. You could actually enjoy it. And then you actually bring that energy. You could rest and then bring that energy to your next client.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So when people say, what's your Insta? Well, you can go ahead and go on it if you like to, but it's not really a, a great showcase of yeah. um, who I- I am as a chef or what my business um, entails. But that's something that I'm working on because I know that, you know, time brings upon a change and I have to adapt to the new um, kind of like standard for businesses. It's a standard thing to have those social media outlets because it's a quick way for people to go on and say, yay or nay, we want to work with you and kind of uh-huh. see what you're doing.
0: But mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so good. What is your uh, what is your last
1: my step? My last step. Sorry. Sorry. My last step is um, what are you doing to stay relevant and innovative? So we keep going right into the next um yes. uh, the next topic. So staying relevant is adapting to the change of time with these social media outlets. So I, you know, it would be great for me to work with like um someone who is interning or has, you know, has an expertise in this and you know, um, uh, kind of, um, building my, uh, marketing advertising, um, game up. Yeah. So that would keep me, um, relevant, you know, um, and then, uh, working with others in the industry, you know, this can be a very kind of, um, it could be a very lonely, um, job, you know, working as a chef, because I'm not working with a lot of people. Sometimes it's one or two, You know, we're having great conversations, but if they're my assistants, they're learning from me. I'm taking bits and pieces from them also. But it's nice to kind of work with a chef, another chef sometimes and going, oh, aha, like that's how you do that. Or that's how your mind frame worked to make you produce this thing. I would have never done it that way. That's always fun for me. Yeah. So so that's the professional. um, Because now
0: that you've been, you've been doing it for a long time now. So you could kind of play around with new, new things and. Like, just kind yeah, of take a step exactly. away and be like, hey, I could be the student again. Like, um, we don't really have I an ego you after doing it for it. so long. Yeah, just learn, learn, well- learn.
1: I love I love playing the supporting role you know but I think that maybe sometimes see my people see my experience and go oh, I'm not gonna call her she wouldn't work or do this yes I would I would love to I love working with other chefs and I love working with other people even if it's in different industries you know I have like um, a few um, other friends that are um, event coordinators or um you know uh provide um services that you know uh you know services I've utilized their services and then I sometimes say like well if you ever need a server or um, someone to help I'm available but they never call me and you're just like "Wow!" it's like we're uh-huh. entrepreneurs and I'm I I've sent you business endless times you've put lots of money in your pocket but you never reach out to me and I feel like I'm open and I'm receptive I'm not asking for you to pay me a chef rate I just want to come out and you know, have a good time and like learn a little yeah. bit more about what you're doing, you know, yeah. and I feel like the way that I do one thing is the way that I do everything. Cause I'm putting in ultimate effort. I've got great presence. You know, if someone comes up to me and ask a question, I'll say, Oh, just a second. Let me, ch- let me, um, let me check with the coordinator or let me check with the person in charge. You know, I'm going to make your company shine in any industry. So, um, I, you know, I I, I, I I like that camaraderie, but a lot of times that camaraderie isn't there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think you learn this from a very young age, like doing real estate for so young, and you learn how to kind of sell yourself without selling yourself and having that good energy that people want to be around, just like, you know, buying a house and buying pretty much the food for your biggest day of your life or a big milestone in your life. Absolutely. So that's kind of always yeah. be. That's always been with you. Were you very outgoing when you are little?
1: So I feel like I was outgoing. I always wanted to be a part of like organizations and sports where there was leadership or, you know, cheerleading or basketball. Like I, I'm, my, my son is an Aries. So I'm one of those people who I like to do a lot me of too. different things. Yeah. So I like every single sport in high school, but <laughs> I wish I was one because maybe that would have got me like a college um a scholarship or something, but um, yeah, you know. And I'm constantly changing like things, like I'm changing things in my bedroom or in my house to make it better, to make it, you know, fresh, to make it, you know, to make it fun, you know, so I like change, but I also like um, routine, you know, um, but um, so that part of staying re- relevant, um, working with others in the industry, and then on the professional note, you know, what are you doing for yourself? Are you getting your hair, eyebrows, lashes done? Are you like, um, you know, uh, updating your wardrobe? Self-care, people like yeah. to look, people who look good.
0: Uh-huh. You know, so you
1: can't just like run out of your house and just think someone's going to book book with you because uh-huh. like they're going to think that that's the way you do <laughs> in your life. Yeah. So, and, you know, I told you that I'm a little bit um, shy when it comes to like um, – Speaking situations, or sometimes even meeting with new clients. So um, I just take a deep breath, and sometimes uh-huh. I'll just like a notes, some notes, and I'll just have five action words that I pick for the day, wow. and I implement that in like the conversation that I have with the client, and and that and that works for me because I feel like I'm doing something that's different than I did a week ago, and I'm pushing myself. We want to constantly push ourselves and have growth. That makes me feel. Uh, that makes me feel complete. It makes me so, feel successful. It makes me feel like I'm not staying at the same position. I'm going a steady incline, not steady or a decline. And that's what that's what I want in, um, in life. I want to constantly... Would action,
0: what would the action words be? I never heard of that.
1: Okay. So the action words would be like um, implementing or... Okay. Um, reconciling or, mm. you know, words that are not just, oh, we're going to complete it. We're going to do this. It's going to be good. It's going to be uh-huh. amazing. It's going to be, mm. um, it's going to be beyond your dreams. You know, you sound passionate about what you do. Say it the way you will want someone to say it to you.
0: Yeah. Wow. You're so- kind of like a wordsmith. <laughs> I yeah. never heard of that <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I want this podcast to be powerful and impactful. <laughs>
1: And um, I want it to be inspiring. I get inspiration from you. I get inspire inspiration by looking out the window. Um, I get inspire inspiration from nature. Just what th- what things inspire you? Ask yourself that. What things make you feel worthy? What things make you feel, you know, out of your bubble? What makes your heart sore? Do that. i wow. never oh my wake God. up and say, I don't want to work or I'm too tired. Uh So, you know, working at, um, you know, uh, establishments, I've worked at two hotels. I've worked at two restaurants. I had a partnership at a restaurant at one point. And then um, working independently, I have never called off in almost 20 years because if I don't show up, who's going to make the food? I've gotten sick, but not on the days I have to work.
0: Me too. It's it's a mind thing. It's so crazy. I'll get sick the day after. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then if you do like oversleep or something happens, that doesn't mean that you're entitled to just show up 20 minutes late or say something's coming out of the oven 30 minutes late. Oh, you just show up. Communicate. You're supposed to be there at one o'clock. Don't call at one o'clock and say, oh, you know, I'll be there 30 minutes. Getting up to the hour, take that anxiety off and say, hey, Sue, um, I'm not going to be there at one, but I will be there about one twenty. wanted to let you know, people respect that respect people's time because some people are probably looking out their door for you waiting, or they're hopping yeah. in the shower. Um, so that they can be there to let you in do not if you're gonna show up late always communicate if they're if you're gonna um, if you're gonna sway past what the plan is communicate to the client give them that respect that they deserve they're paying you this is you know I tell my kids sometimes when like I'm consumed with work and I can't do the things that they want to do I'll look at them in the eyes and'll say mama's working this is how we eat and they'll open their mouth and go like she said that to me, they need those realistic, I love um, that. I love that. Um, like, you know, get, get your emotions back in order, do what you're supposed uh-huh. to do and let me do what I'm supposed to do. And when I'm not working, we're going to have the best day ever. You know, I'm all about, just like I create special moments for my clients. I'm all about creating, you know, um, memorable moments with my children, even if it's on a regular day. You know, we can have yeah. um, special food on a Thursday during the week or it doesn't have to be on a weekend or a birthday. Hey, we feel yeah. like having um, um, French food and classical music and, you know, popping a bottle of champagne and apple cider. That's what we're going to do. You know, I like that. Don't be celebrate, lazy when it celebrate every food. day.
0: Yes. Celebrate I wanted to ask day. you a question because I'm, I am a wedding photography coach or coach for photographers. Um, and we're always growing and you're always growing. That's how you've accomplished so much. So if you had a magic wand, where would you see your business in three months?
1: Oh my gosh, this in three months, where would I see my business being? Hmm. I would say that.
0: Growth wise, like you could say, like your whole beautiful Instagram feed, or just any goals that you have, because I'm going to keep you accountable.
1: Oh my gosh, and I'm going to have to keep myself accountable. Yes, so a goal of mine is to write a cookbook. So, okay, that's I can, I, bought a, brand new, I bought a brand new MacBook Pro, um, during uh-huh. COVID, and then. I have, I, I think I started typing one recipe and then I just uh-huh. stopped. What is that procrastination? Yeah. So in three months having at least um, 30 recipes, because okay. that would average 10 recipes per month. And then okay. that could be the start of like something okay. just fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'm, i
0: am connecting to my company that's writing, uh, publishing my book, Book Launchers. I'll shout them out too. Um, I didn't even yeah, know about your be. book. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to um, ask you where to find you. I'm going to ask you one last question for the finale. So, where can everyone find you?
1: Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Chef Bakira. That's C H E F. My name, V is in Victor, A K H A R A. My company's name is Indulgent Occasions. You can find me on the web at indulgentoccasions.com. And you know, um you can reach out to me via email or I'm you can call me 310-345-7441. I'm very inviting and personal and love meeting um you know new people. Where are you located? I'm, I'm based in Los Angeles, but um I'm a traveling chef, so I travel, you know, um to Florida, um, San Francisco, um abroad, you know, so I'm I'm flexible and available. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you just have like literally the best energy and I feel like I'm going to walk away from this episode and just, you know, I'm like smiling from ear to ear because you really bring that to your company and you've been doing that for, you know, ever since you started and that's why you're able to not have social media and have all this referral-based clientele and your clientele is literally amazing. So it's the gold plus package for sure <laughs> um, Yeah, yes I love this conversation and just the final question um just like your lasting advice to any like entrepreneurs it could be you know in the wedding industry this podcast is for wedding pros but just starting out like um I know it's like your energy, but anything else you want to say?
1: I want to say that everything starts with an idea. It's like that little light bulb okay. that goes off in your head. Mm-hmm, you say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Oh wow! What if I could do this? You know, um, you never want to live your life saying you wish you shoulda just wow. do it You're over mm-hmm. it because it just occupies too much energy and headspace to have something that you want to do and you never make it happen if it's possible. Just do it, and then um, writing down ideas. So just as quickly as a a, a a thought, a powerful thought can come into your mind, I feel like it can it can go away. So just you know your day planner or a notebook that you have, jot it down. I love looking at tangible things and just reread it. Even if you need to post it um, on the back of your bedroom door, like on a piece of paper, or write it on a mirror with one of those. Um, crazy, um, colorful markers, and just really live the best life that you can live. And hopefully, the profession that you've um, selected or aspired to be is something that you're truly passionate about. And any day will never really feel like work at all. It won't. I promise. It will be rewarding.
0: I love love that. And after this call, I'll talk to you after we Get off, but um, on your mirror, maybe you could write 30 recipes in three months. Oh my gosh. Hannibal,
1: <laughs> Carissa. So, you know yes. what? When I I, I feel the
0: filling, it's
1: that filling on the inside that feels really, really good. And you know what I say? This is happening. This is happening, Carissa, for you, your book. This is happening. Wow. This is happening.
0: Yeah! Wow! I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so proud of us. And I'm so I love this me conversation. Too. You okay. should have your own podcast. You are a shining light. <laughs> so Thank you. Well. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk it's to you awesome. soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.